This is the first year I never travel abroad. So be good father. <laughs> the dream of living in America did not work out. I came back to China and I immediately had six interviews. We stayed inside the university for almost nine months. First country control the situation. First country to achieve economic growth. Hi, my name is Jessica Luo and I am from the United States. I have my MBA in international marketing and business and I currently work for a winery out of California, Santa Maria. Hi, I'm David Blair. I'm an American. I've lived in China for about five years. Uh, right now I am a vice president of the Center for China and Globalization. Happy New Year. Uh, this is Wang Yiwei from Renmin University of China. I'm the Yamlin Chair Professor at the uh, European Studies, International Relations, Public Diplomacy and Belarus Initiative. I'm Donatien Yonzima. I'm from Rwanda. I live here in Beijing since 2016. I'm a PhD candidate at Communication University of China. Hi, I'm Miao and I'm your host. For this episode, we are here at the Beijing Studios to talk about our 2020 experiences. Happy New Year, and thanks for joining us today. So first question, how was your 2020? I had actually moved to the United States after being in China for about nine years in December of 2019, and I thought I was prepared to start my American life. And for the first three months, it went very well, but once coronavirus hit, uh, it, of course, kind of fell apart. Actually, the, the dream of living in America did not work out for me. It was hard to find jobs, especially in that climate with coronavirus, but also because my resume had mostly been work in China, finding work in the United States was incredibly difficult for me, more than I had expected. And so finally, in November, I was able to come back to China and I have to say, I am very happy to be here. So how's your new life here? And did you get new jobs? And how's everything going? So after applying in America to hundreds of jobs and sending out hundreds of resumes with almost no response, I came back to China and I immediately had six interviews with various different companies. So that was really, um, it was nice to feel loved again, to be honest. Thank you, Jessica. How about David? How was your 2020? I didn't lose a job or anything like that. My wife owns a uh, company here, but uh, it's a healthcare company. So it's actually been beneficial for her, but this is a, my, my situation is kind of unusual. And I, I feel very sorry for many of the people who have suffered through the pandemic. Thank you. Um, Donna, you wanna add something? We stayed inside the university for almost nine months. It was um, one of the measures taken by the government to actually protect the international students. Yiwei, how about you? How was your 2020? This is the first of the year I never travel abroad. <laughs> uh, since the uh, Spring Festival, the last trip to Sri Lanka, and then, then stay home. So be good father. <laughs> so what were the, uh, some of the toughest moments in the past year? Um, for me, actually, it was a feeling of rejection by my own country. So uh, I went back to the United States and applied to so many jobs. And I was really quite shocked, even though with the pandemic, I figured at least a few companies were still hiring. Uh, but really, of 100 resumes, I probably only got two interviews. 
So that kind of deep level of rejection from the country that you know, I care about so much was probably one of the hardest things that I had to face this year. Jessica, are you planning to go back any soon? No, actually, I, um, I plan to set up my life here in China. I have found that in the U.S., if I could find a really good opportunity, I would consider going back, of course. Uh, there are advantages and disadvantages to living in either country, but for right now, I found that the lifestyle in Beijing and just the overall quality of life here is really suitable for me at this moment. Thank you. David? For me personally, there were no problems, but I got where I really hated trying to watch the news from the United States because you had this constant rise in death toll and constant rise in, in um, new infections. And there were lots of other things going on that were very bad in the country at the time. So it was very depressing watching the news from around the world. The toughest situation for, for me and for my fellow other students who were confined inside the different campuses was that idea of always hoping that it's going to end. Mm. From the first month, we always thought that it's going to be probably two months maximum. But two months did not finish. Towards the end of, uh, of September, it, uh, we had got used to the situation. Iwei, you want to add anything? Most of the uh, tough uh, is for my son, because he's uh, 13 years old. And uh, so live in so many difficulties and uh, they like playing the flavor and they, uh, so he the dream the Chinese dream for him his dream is uh, uh, not to wear the mask anymore <laughs> oh wow we've touched a lot on the next question but I'm going to keep asking on what have you learned from this pandemic and also who are the heroes well we we have learned not to make long-term plans and and <laughs> we should have known that before because life is always uncertain can't travel but for some people, it was much worse. Things can change all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. yeah. Who do you call heroes? Well, the medical people who, especially in the early days, were risking their lives, uh, dealing with an unknown situation, and many of them died. Uh, that they're definitely the heroes. I agree. I think anyone who has been putting themselves out there to try and uh, you know, fix this problem, to try and help you know, the, the greater population of people to push back coronavirus is, is a hero. The Chinese people, they have been excellent in actually listening to the government and letting the government do their job. All the human beings are heroes. We need to support each other, uh, understand each other, not divide each other, hate each other during the uh, pandemic. An event like the pandemic brings out the strengths and weaknesses of different systems. In my own country, one thing we've seen is that way before the pandemic, for many years, there's been a lot of distrust in the system. And so when we go into the pandemic, many people don't believe what the government's telling them. Mm -hmm. So building up trust in the government and other systems before something like this happens is key to going forward in the future. If there was one thing you learned here in China about how to handle a pandemic that you wish people back home could implement or follow, what would that be? We need to realize that um, things can get a lot worse uh, for a country, mm -hmm. and the country needs to 
not be overspending, to be serious about its policies, and to, um, to anticipate that the good times will go away. Yeah, I'd like to kind of piggyback on that response of um, trusting the government. One of the things that China has done that I really appreciate is the system of the QR code on your phone to track uh, what areas you have been in to, you know, kind of show exactly where you have been to make sure that, you know, you don't spread the pandemic, a system that would probably never work in my country because, you know, it's all about your privacy, about your freedom. Yes. Um, and also, I would say, just not squabbling over small issues. In China, everyone sees the pandemic as something they need to come together and fight against. Whereas in the United States, it seems like it has divided people into two separate groups of, um, you know, should I wear a mask, shouldn't I? Should I do this? Should I go out and have Thanksgiving because it's my freedom and my right, or shouldn't I? Uh, instead of saying, hey, let's all band together and work hard together. So that's something that I, I kind of wish that my country had done more of. I agree you. with you on the pandemic, but I do think we need more protections of privacy. I happened to go shopping for a new phone the other day, and first I went to a Sony store, and then I went to an Apple store. And when I got home, I opened up YouTube, and it was pointing me to a video comparing Sony phones with Apple phones. So somehow I was being tracked in Wang Fujing, and the information got to Google in the United States. It's called Big Within Data. Within an hour. <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> kind of creepy, isn't it? Probably Google already has all of the systems in place. Uh, of course, this is my speculation. But I, I assume the United States has all of the systems in place to roll out a program such as the QR code tracking that's already done for advertising anyway, but because of the way it's presented, it would not be accepted by the public. But I was in China. Somehow it got to Google in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Big challenge for everybody, for all the country in the world. Because after the pandemic, the digital life is more popular and there'll be ordinary life. Second, we are collectivism, not too much individualism. Uh, because this is a very difficult time. In some yeah. ways, though, China is more market-oriented. As I say, they are, they are creating institutions. They are changing the laws. Mm -hmm. Re reforms are very market-oriented. They are enforcing competition. They are spreading e-commerce through building infrastructure. They're spreading e-commerce into rural areas that creates lots of competition. Yes. So in many ways, it's a more competitive market here. Donna, what would you take for Rwanda? the respect to the government because actually it gives the government less work to be able to concentrate. And David, how about China's international influence? Is it growing? Or do you think other countries are now just uh, waiting to see what China would do next? Well, the, in, in pandemic terms, yes, it's probably growing. But the general international situation has become quite a bit worse over the last few years, in my opinion. I, I had a conversation with a reporter here from one of the major American networks who told me they are not allowed to do positive stories about China. United so why States do they the still call them free media? Well, I, our media has become much less honest and much less uh, reportorial over the last 10, 20 years. Would you call them biased against China? They're, China? they're biased against China, but it, it extends to other sectors too. 
they're biased and in the way there's a, there's a line that the network is pushing on any issue. Next question, um, has your opinion about China changed somehow during the pandemic? I'll jump in here. Um, China was able to, you know, roll out policies and implement them within hours. You can see the vast difference of how, um, yeah, this, this year went for both countries. I can't say that my view has been changed very much. I guess I was amazed at how fast the government reacted and how strongly they reacted. I never thought that the closing of Wuhan was an event that I would have thought would have never happened. Uh, it was my first time to actually experience um, an epidemic like this one. I was, of course, scared. But still, I had trust in the Chinese system before um, the, the pandemic grew up. But even now, after seeing the results, I think China has the one of, I would say, of governance and of actually treating its people in terms of health. Mm -hmm. So tell me one thing that made you laugh out loud. Okay, Go ahead. Uh, so what made me actually laugh out some people used to make jokes of uh, fabricating some weird masks out of normal tools, like taking a, a, a bottle of water and transform it into, into a mask. They had the way of actually cutting it and fitting it on the face. In January, a lot of my American friends from Beijing, they actually went to the States to be with their families during Chinese Spring Festival. And then they got trapped there in the United States. So uh, myself and four of my friends who live in Beijing, Amer all Americans, we met in one city in the United States in February, and we were all so excited that we were in the States because we never believed coronavirus could come to the United States. So we were all, ha, 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 we're so glad that we're here and not in China, and oh, we're so sorry for our Chinese friends, but we're so glad we're here. And then all of these same friends we met again in October. And this time the conversation was more, do you have your visa? How about your flight? Can you get your flight back to China? So it was actually kind of almost a humorous kind of situation. It was sad, but it was funny because yeah, just such a difference that eight months can make. Uh, we need to have a humorous, <laughs> but in a difficult time, and the Chinese are too serious huh? sometimes. Uh, yes, those are many fun. So we've talked a lot about how China handled this virus, but I'm going to ask like one more time. So China was the first hit by the virus. How do you think China has overcome the trials? China's done a good job of containing the virus. I think of the best job in the world. Although there's been a lot of suffering here too, both in health terms, not, so, not as much as many other places in health terms, but also in economic terms. There are a lot of people who lost their jobs and lost their businesses. Unfortunately, I don't think it's over. We, I, I think the challenge going forward for China was how do you open up? Because China has been so successful at protecting the people that there's not much immunity here. So there's going to be a problem of deciding when the rest of the world are safe enough that China can open up to international flights easily and, and not worry about that. I think the reason why China control, uh, firstly, strong leadership of the Communist Party. Uh, I think service for the people, mm -hmm. uh, people-oriented, people-centric, uh, yes. not too much driven by the capital, interest groups, 
They can make the independent decision, and uh, uh, we 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 suffered a lot, actually, uh, like shut down the Wuhan, you know, ten million people cities. Can you imagine if this happened uh, somewhere else? I think the the during the Chunjie, uh, the the spring during, festival. Yeah, the Communist Party had a special meeting, the control situation, and also uh, economic. So we have three uh, miracles of 2020. First, first country suffered, but the first country controlled the situation, coronavirus pandemic spreading. Second, uh, first country to have uh, restart economy, fully restart, and the first country to achieve uh, economic growth right, yes. among the G20. Now China has uh, one billion netizens. Smartphones users mm. and uh, 400 million middle class. So that's the reason we technology, digital technology spread, used to solve uh, uh, easily and uh, from, even to the countryside. So there's a new driving forces uh, for China's uh, long term comparative advantage. Thank you. Donna? Yeah, um, I think what you have just said uh, triggered one of my admiration for China. We had to buy online because we couldn't go outside, yes. and we have not really suffered like people who, who, who are living in countries where this digital economy, digital e-commerce does not exist. So for us, we have been pri privileged to be here in China, even if we were confined, but we actually benefited from that system that works uh, perfectly. The second thing, the way China quickly identified the virus, and it was easy for other countries who actually got the virus to be able to know how to prevent it, to prevent themselves from, from that virus. I think in three months, everything about uh, coronavirus was known. In the United States, a lot of people ask me, now that I have come back, I'm posting photos of me going out, of me hanging out with my friends, and different kinds of situations. And a lot of Americans genuinely ask me, they say, we do not understand how it's possible that China is where it is right now, and we aren't. Like we do not understand this difference. And some people ask me, you know, is China faking their numbers? Do they actually have a lot of coronavirus cases? So distrust Chinese government. I have to reply to them. You do not understand um, the control. In, in U.S. airports, there's no temperature checks, right? Here, there's a temperature check everywhere you go. There's a QR code system. They lock down cities, but not like American lockdowns, where you can still go out and hang out with your friends if you really want to. I mean, they will, they will actually, you know, gate communities and make sure that you can't. I think, yeah, a lot of people outside of China, they don't see this level of detail. It is a tight level of control, that what, what we have, but also the benefits from it can be easily seen. It's Thank very you. interesting. Sorry, I do make up. It's not a, uh, the government power and uh, it's a digital power. And uh, what factory? I just gave one example. We live in Beijing. Uh, before the coronavirus, Beijing produced zero mask. But uh, three days later, they produced 15 million masks one day. One thing I, um, uh, I have admired about China, even though China was still struggling with the virus, when the virus went to other countries, Italy, and Africa, they still supplied 
some uh, products to fight against the, the pandemic. Also, they assisted with um, medical staff to go and help them mm. to fight against the pandemic. That, 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 that is one of the things I have admired about, about this country. Apart from the pandemic, there are a lot of other major news events happening uh, and dominating the headlines. Um, the United States, for example, had its presidential election and the Black Lives Matter movement. So what do you think about, when you think of the year 2020 about China, what other major events uh, have you been following here? China is on the cusp of moving from a high middle income country to an advanced country. And that's a very difficult step. Almost no countries have succeeded, five or six since World War II have succeeded in taking that step. So it's a very uh, important time period over the next few years in China. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that needs to be done is continue to, continuing the marketization reforms that have been carried out. They need to be not only implemented by the central governments, but local governments have to keep pushing for entrepreneurship, for having a more dynamic economy. Mm -hmm. And it's important that China succeed in creating an indigenously innovative economy. Uh, dual circulation, this idea that China is going to concentrate on more on domestic markets while remaining open, was going to happen anyway. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's, the next few years are really crucial in transforming China. Thank you, David. You wait. I remember there's a, uh, one famous uh, scholar said, don't waste any crisis. Uh, what are the uh, uh, correct lessons we can learn? Uh, I think the first uh, uh, three C, uh, coronavirus is uh, to deal with the coronavirus. coronavirus. We need uh, uh, yes. confidence. Confidence about the future. Confidence about the government. Confidence about each other. People are, uh, also need more communication, whether online or in person, because uh, uh, so Aristotle said that people is a political animal. If you not communicate, people live lonely and then distrust and make trouble. And uh, I think uh, collaboration. Uh, mm -hmm. We are really a global village. We need to more collaborate. Particularly, we hope uh, when Biden take power, we need to collaborate between China and the U.S. and with the world to deal with the common challenges. We really need a community to share future for humankind. Thank you, guys, and we wish you a very happy new year. Thank you. Thank you. Happy new year. How was your 2020? Oh, it was a difficult year, but we're we were secure. We were in the lockdown, and now we are allowed to go outside as well. It's pretty boring. I'll be missing this lockdown. Really safe here. How has China handled the pandemic? For sure, it's the best uh, way to do it. They have handled it very well. In strictness with all the masks, all the. All the, all the apps, the help. What made you laugh? Oh, yeah. I once saw a man taking a bath in the sea with a mask. <laughs> yes, the dog wearing a mask. I started it. to play mahjong. Are my friends still here? They left. Wow. Okay.